When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to All the Backlist, a weekly show about books that are not new. I'm your host, Liberty Hardy, and I'm little in the middle, but I've got much backlist. This is episode 15, and today I'm going to talk about a few great titles related to the week's new releases and more. So hello, everyone out there. Uh, I'm feeling themey again today. I've got a theme, but before I tell you about it, I'm going to tell you about today's sponsor, and that is Blackbird of the Gallows by Meg Kessel out from Entangled Teen. And the synopsis reads, where harbingers of death appear, the morgues will soon be full. Angie Duvage can tell there's more to Reese Fernandez than just the tall, brooding athlete who has her classmates swooning, but she can't imagine his presence signals a tragedy that will devastate her small town. She can't know she'll be thrown into a battle between good and evil with Reese right in the center of it, and he's not human. But she still, she knows something most don't. The secrets her town holds could kill them all. But falling in love with a harbinger of death could be even more dangerous. So, sounds like fun. Says here it's great for fans of The Raven Boys and The Darkest Part of the Forest. And Meg Kessel was the winner of the 2016 uh, RWA Golden Heart for the Best Young Adult Romance Novel. So again, it's Blackbird of the Gallows by Meg Kessel. And it's out from Entangled Teen now, wherever books are sold. I'll have a link to it in the show notes. So, now, on to our theme. I was thinking about uh, Kat Howard. She has a book out this week, The An Unkindness of Magicians. A great story about magic in New York City. Someone is draining all the magic from the city, and there's a woman named Sydney who's set to find out what's going on. And I was started thinking, there are a lot of books set in New York City. I mean, there had to be more books set there than anywhere else, right? I mean, I could be wrong, but I think I'm right. So I thought I would tell you about a few books set in New York City that I've loved. Um, some you definitely know, some you might have forgotten, or some you may have never heard of. I thought it would be fun. I'm going to start with a classic from when I was a little kid, which was not that long ago, but yet this book is almost 40 years old. It's funny how that works. Um, it's A Cricket in Times Square by George Selden. It's uh, about, well, a cricket and his friends Henry Cat and Tucker Mouse. They live in the Times Square subway station. You know, Chester came from Connecticut. He's not used to being in the big city, but now that he's there, uh, he's having a great time. And Henry and Tucker have never seen a cricket, so they're, you know, really interested in him. And they have adventures. Um, I think there are, like, seven books in this series. You know, I think there's one where, like, they go back to the country. Um, Maybe there's one where they try peyote and go to Graceland. I don't know. You get what I'm saying, though. Um, Another book I loved, a recent one, uh, was The City Dreaming by Daniel Polanski. It's about a powerful magician named M. He returns to New York City, but he really just wants to hang out and drink at bars and have fun. Uh, But the world has other plans for him, and he gets pulled into a war between two very powerful witches. That was a great book. He also wrote Lowtown, which I absolutely love. 
Um, okay, now I'm going to tell you about a book that I haven't I haven't read. I did just buy it. Came highly recommended, and I I had never heard of it, and it seems amazing and and worth mentioning. It's called The Street by Anne Petrie. Um, it's I just learned of it uh, recently. I think Jeff O'Neill mentioned it, um, so I bought it, and I'm planning on reading it. But uh, she was uh, Anne Petrie was the first black woman writer to top sales of one million copies. And uh, that was in 1946. It was with this book, The Street, and it's about a young woman struggling to raise her son amid the violence, poverty, and racial dissonance in Harlem. So hopefully I'll get to that soon. Um, I just, I was reading lots of lists about books in New York City, and it wasn't on any of them, and, and I seemed really to be, I was really surprised by that because it seems like it's a, it would be a perfect fit for that. Um, another book I love, another classic from when I was small. It's, it's actually the 50th anniversary of it. I'm not that small. Um, it's From the Mixed Up Files of Mrs. Basil E. Frankweller by E.L. Konigsberg. Uh, she wrote this book about Claudia and Jamie. They're two uh, siblings, a uh, sister and her younger brother. They decide to run away and live in the Metropolitan Museum of Art. Actually, Claudia decides to run away, but Jamie's got the cash, so she brings him with her. Uh, and they live in the museum, and eventually they become uh, interested in a statue of an angel there, and they want to solve the mystery of the statue that was purchased at auction. Uh, I love her books. I've read most of them. They all have really long titles. Like, really long. It seems like she and Alan Bradley would have gotten along famously. My next pick is Motherless Brooklyn by Jonathan Lethem. It's about an orphan named Lionel who with Tourette's syndrome. He lives in an orphanage, and he and some other, other kids uh, run errands for a mobster, and it's it's everything to him. Um, it gives him purpose, and it, and he just he really looks up to the mobster whose name is Frank. Uh, and when Frank is murdered, Lionel decides he's going to solve the crime himself. It won the National Book Critics Circle Award. It's so fantastic. He's so fantastic. Another great one of his is Fortress of Solitude, um, also set in New York City. Then there's Gregor the Overlander. Um, lots of people don't know that before the Hunger Games, Suzanne Collins wrote a middle grade series. And it's the Gregor the Overland series about a young kid whose sister falls down in a hole behind the dryer in their basement, in the basement of their apartment building. Um, and he has to go in and get her, and it takes him out into this weird fantasy land. And their father had gone missing uh, earlier, and so this might be connected somehow. They're really, really fun. So I recommend them, you know, for kids who aren't quite old enough to read The Hunger Games. Um, my next pick is Open City by Tayu Cole. It's about a young Nigerian doctor in Manhattan who's reflecting on his life and not just his life in New York City, but all over the world. Um, really powerful, great, great book. Um, there's also My Name is Asher Lev by Hayam Podik. And this is the, probably the book I wish I had read, that I most wish I had read when I was young. Can't talk today. Because um, I really feel like it would have had a great impact on me. It's about a young boy who grows up in a cloistered Hasidic community, um, but he's driven from a very young age to paint what he sees and feels, even when those things um, get him in trouble with his community and with his parents, you know, when, when they lead him to blasphemy. Um, this book, the descriptions of the art and, and art in general and the need to create at the expense of everything else, I've never read anything like that since then. Um, I, I only read this, I think, maybe 10 years ago, um, but it's so powerful. I just, I love this book so much. Um, my next pick is Desperate Characters by Paula Fox. Paula Fox, great, great writer, just passed away this year. 
Um, this one is about a young Brooklyn couple, and when the wife is bit by a cat, it seems to set off a series of small disasters that produce cracks in their marriage. This cats, watch out for cats, man. Um, I love Paula Fox. Her novel, or excuse me, her memoir, Borrowed Finery, is fantastic. And little known fact, her granddaughter is Courtney Love. Um, another pick is Another Country by James Baldwin. Uh, set in Greenwich Village in 1960, or in the late 1950s, it came out in 1962. Um, this one just made waves because it had all these taboo subjects in it, including bisexuality and interracial couples. Um, you know, he was working out you know, his own feelings about these things in his own life. Um, Norman Mailer called it an ab abominably written book, so everyone went out and bought it because no one cares what Norman Mailer thinks. Um, next one is Lush Life by Richard Price. Uh, about a young hipster who is shot in the streets of the Lower East Side, and it sort of, sort of divides the community, the two sides. It finds that there's two sides to the Lower East Side. Um, Richard Price, you might know, he wrote for The Wire for a while. He's written a lot of great books. Um, my next one is Winter's Tale by Mark Helprin. Giant, enormous book, giant, just really big, about an Irish burglar who breaks into a house and finds... A girl there, a young girl who is dying of consumption, um, they fall in love. It is a love so strong it can stop time and bring back the dead. It sounds really hokey. It is a little bit, but it's so beautiful. And if you like to read books of in the winter about winter and snow, it's a perfect one. Um, but I can't say anything about the movie. I have not watched it and have no plans to because I love the book so much. Um, my last pick is When You Reach Me by Rebecca Stead won uh, the National Book Award, I think. I think it was the National Book Award. Maybe the... Cal uh, yeah, National Book Award. Um, sorry, let's start again. My last pick is When You Reach Me by Rebecca Stead. It is about a young girl who lives with her mother um, in an apartment building, and she begins receiving these mysterious notes that tell her that things are going to happen, but she can't tell anyone about it, not even her best friend, Sal. Um, and eventually the notes tell her that someone is going to die and she might not be able to stop it. Um, don't read any reviews of this book if you have not. This was one of those ones where I could not believe the stuff that they revealed in the reviews itself. It, I hadn't read anything about it when I read it and it would have completely spoiled everything. Um, it's just so beautiful. It's a really great book. Um, again, it was When You Reach Me by Rebecca Stead. And that brings me to today's dealer choice. Uh, I was thinking because it was Stephen King's 70th birthday last week and... I just saw It at the theater, and Stephen King actually has a new book out this week. I would tell you about The Eyes of the Dragon, which is my favorite Stephen King book. Um, I read this first when I was nine years old. I was invited over to a friend's house for dinner, and her mom had it laying around, and I started reading it. And when her mom called us to dinner, I didn't put the book down. You know, and I said, you know, I'll be there in a minute, because I couldn't stop reading it. Um, and her mom was like, you can put the book down and come to dinner, or you can keep reading and miss dinner. Um, so... I missed dinner, uh, but I did sit and read the whole book. What a brat. I was such a brat. Um, but I just loved it. And it's and at that point, I had read, like, Carrie and Christine and Cujo, and he has a lot of books with seed titles. Um, but this is very different. It's a fantasy story. You know, fantasies, dragons, you know, castles, all this stuff. Um, the basic premise is the, the king dies, and his evil magician, who is named Flag, which might sound familiar to a lot of you, uh, he has the prince imprisoned for the king's murder, high, high, high up in the top of a tower. Uh, the prince's name is Peter, and he has a dangerous plan to stop Flag and reclaim his inheritance. Um, and it is set within a dark tower realm, 
but I had not read the Dark Tower books then, and I don't think you have to. Um, and it's not scary at all. Although, when I was nine, I remember something about Flag going up some stairs into the tower, and that scared me. But um, I reread it in my teens, and I'm planning on rereading it again soon, because I really loved it, and, you know, I hope it holds up. So, that's it for me this week, book lovers. I'd like to thank our sponsor, Blackbird of the Gallows by Meg Castle from Entangled Teen. It's available wherever books are sold, and we'll have a link to it in the show notes. You can find a list of the books I mentioned today in the show notes by visiting bookriot.com slash all the books. If you're a fan of all the books and you want to give us a treat, you can leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other book lovers to find us. If you want to talk about books or see pictures of my books or my cats, Steinbeck and Malay, you can catch me on Twitter at Miss Liberty, on Litzy under Liberty, and on Instagram at Friends and Comes Alive. I'll be back on Tuesday with my better half, Rebecca Shinsky, and all the books to tell you about the week's great new releases. Have a great weekend, kittens, and happy reading!